Hi, I'm Avi Melamed. Welcome to my podcast, Inside the Middle East. In today's episode, we'll go inside Lebanon to explore the special tribunal investigating the assassination of former Lebanese Prime Minister Rafik al-Hariri and the ramifications of the investigation on Lebanese politics. Lebanon is massively smoking volcano, stuck in political impasse, suffocated by hatred, tensions, going through an enormous economic crisis, and so on. This very day, there is another cloud approaching Lebanon, which may cast a shade on the gloomy reality of that state. These very days, the special tribunal investigating the assassination of the Lebanese Prime Minister Rafik al-Hariri in 2005 is concluding its final stage of investigation. The special tribunal investigating the assassination of al-Hariri was established according to United Nations Security Council decision 1757. Shortly after its establishment, and very conveniently, a guy called Ahmad Abu Adas admitted, allegedly, that he was the one involved in the assassination. However, very few people really bought that ridiculous story. As the special tribunal investigating the assassination of al-Hariri continued work very quickly, the fingers were turned into the more likely suspects. The mastermind was the Syrian intelligence and the executor of the assassination a Lebanese Shiite-based Iranian-backed organization, Hezbollah. As the STL continued work, very quickly it was able to identify four and later on five Hezbollah members and associate them with the assassination. The STL demand the Lebanese government to turn in those people for further investigation. The Lebanese government, however, unfortunately, had no knowledge about the whereabouts of those people. Hezbollah leader Nasrallah dismissed the STL demand. Meanwhile, the Lebanese intelligence branches were continuing their work trying to track the assassination executors. One particular guy, Captain Wissam Eid, head of the electronic surveillance branch within the Lebanese security service, was doing a very thorough professional job. In fact, he was able to detect the Hezbollah people communication at the very same day of the assassination 
as they were using a sophisticated network of cell phones to communicate one with the other and also to communicate with Syrian general Rustum Razali, back then the head of the Syrian military intelligence in Lebanon. We summed did a very professional job. In fact, too professional. He was assassinated in January 2008. As time go by, it seems as if more and more people associate with the assassination, either as planners or executors on the one hand, or those who investigate the assassination, find their death in a violent circumstances. Interesting enough, exactly one month after the assassination of Wissam Eid, in February 2008, Imad Mughaniya, Hezbollah's military chief of staff, was assassinated in Damascus. In October 2012, head of the Lebanese counter-terror intelligence branch, Wissam al-Hassan, was assassinated in Beirut. In March 2015, Syrian General Rustum Ghazali was assassinated under vague circumstances in Damascus. In May 2016, Mustafa Badr al-Din, a senior member of the Hezbollah and one identified by the STL as the head of the plot and the execution, was assassinated in Damascus, again, under vague circumstances. In fact, rumors has it that Badr al-Din was executed by no other than Hezbollah himself. Ironically enough, in the heart of Beirut, in the southern quarter of Beirut, known in Arabic as Al-Dahya Al-Janubiyya, the major stronghold of the Hezbollah in Lebanon. Recently, the local municipality named a street after Mustafa Badr al-Din. And if that's not enough, it is very close to a hospital next by, named after the late Lebanese Prime Minister Rafiq al-Hawiri. In September 2018, the STL reached its final stage of investigation. The persecutor was able to lay a very solid ground based upon evidence clearly associating and linking Hezbollah with the assassination of Rafiq al-Hariri. 
as the STL concludes its investigation, Lebanon and its government are heading more difficult times. The Lebanese president, Michel Aoun, is a political ally of the Hezbollah and Amal, both Shiite-based groups in Lebanon. Aoun may find himself very quickly dealing with a major task. Once STL will turn to the Lebanese government and authorities, demanding their compliance, Michel Aoun will have to deal with his hot potato. One should remember that STL is empowered by United Nations Security Council Decision 1757 and he is operating under Article 7 of the United Nations Security Council chart. The meaning of that is that if the Lebanese government will fail to comply with the orders and instructions issued by the STL, Lebanon may find itself dealing not only with diplomatic and economic sanctions, but also possibly with military sanctions. To that one should add another important fact, and that is that the current U.S. administration under the leadership of President Trump has long ago bullseyed Hezbollah as terror organization who kidnapped Lebanon and destabilized the region. That is a very accurate observation. Interesting enough, the current Prime Minister of Lebanon, Saad al-Din al-Hariri, the son of Rafiq al-Hariri, who attended the final sessions of the STL, said, I'm not looking for revenge, he said, I'm looking for justice. And I want to place first the interest of my own country, Lebanon. Indeed, very interesting statement. Lebanon is a state with a breathtaking landscape. Beautiful landscape. Yet, its politics is not so beautiful. It is no country for soft Thank you for listening to my podcast. To learn more, please visit my website www.avimelamed.com because true knowledge is a real asset.